Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I hate to break it. You're not the same as anyone here. But we can take it. We're short or brown or round or we're queer. I got a feeling we are onto something here. Live from King's Place in London, the sponsor main shop presents Global Pitch, the comedy panel show starring you, the high mind of the audience. And if you're worried, trouble might be coming your way. In it together, I think that's what I heard the man say. I got a feeling we are gonna be okay. I'm Deborah Francis White, and this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show in which we examine the different ways in which cultures and societies develop traditions and express ideas, sometimes making them incomprehensible to outsiders. And speaking of people who are incomprehensible to outsiders, welcome to today's comedians! <laughs> On my left, playing for the Renettos, Heidi Regan and Sarah Bonetto! <laughs> And on my right, playing for the Black Star Boys, it's Alex Edelman and Monica Gaga. Uh, so, firstly, panelists, how are you diverse? Heidi Regan, how are you diverse? I am Australian. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel that diverse, but I am. And I'm gay. I wanted a third one for Rule of Three, but I ain't got one. <laughs> you left-handed? No. Um, flat-footed? <laughs> Yeah, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> I'd say, you are or you aren't. You can't just say, I'd say. I can't just self-diagnose from behind the... I feel like I'm very unathletic, so it must be the flat feet. Okay, all right. Uh, Sarah Bonetto, how are you, Diverse? Well, I'm a marathon runner. <laughs> not. I am a foreign lady, also from Australia. Ah! Yeah, there we go. And I had no like, idea. Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. And uh, of working class roots, I suppose, living here. Loving it, guys. Thanks for welcoming me. <laughs> Please get a passport immediately. I really should. We did talk about this last yeah. time, and if anyone's listening from the Home Office, we're cool, we're cool. Okay. I got a passport. I don't think if anyone's listening from the Home Office, we're cool, we're cool, <laughs> is the right form to be Would filling be cool. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think if you just assert with confidence, anyone, yeah. even like the Home Office, are like, she seems legit. <laughs> do, you think there um, are, do you think there are officers from the Home Office, Conservative Immigration, listening to a podcast celebrating diversity across you know the what? planet? Yeah, I do. Actually, <laughs> it scares me, but this would be a sweet minefield of foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> but hold 
hiring people who are unpapered. I mean, we have done, but it's not normal. Um, why are you called the Renettos and not white privilege after that <laughs> thing about how you can just boss the Home Office? Well, I'm very Sarah complicated. Yeah. And this is Heidi Regan. And actually, I'm going to say this. Alex Edelman was like, hey, you guys could do, like, yeah, portmanteau. You could do this mm. with your names. And then the, we ended up doing that. But You let a man, the only man yeah, on the panel tell you what to do. he just seemed so clever as soon as he <laughs> Oh, my just the way God. He asserted it. He, I was yeah. like, tootsies, here's what you got to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be You're fair, like, for the people that are listening at home, he is white. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. after he told us, he did say, we're cool, we're cool. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So the Black Star Boys. <laughs> I forgot what our name was, and I was like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> so, I'm black. I didn't name you. I didn't name you. Alex Edelman, how are you diverse? I'm an observant Jew. And not just like, uh, I, uh, I'm a practicing Jew. Oh, I thought you meant you did observation of comedy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like Terry Seinfeld. I'm an observant Jew. But, uh, and I didn't realize it until I was watching television this week. But if you make apparently more than 80,000 pounds a year, you're also quite diverse. So... <laughs> I guess uh, I'm not diverse in that respect. But. Can I ask Monica what makes you diverse? Okay, so I'm black, I'm queer, and I have to go to specialist shops for my bras. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah, no bargain bins for me. What? It's really painful and what? I'm poor. What are the names of the specialist shops? Just um, come on. Oh, thank you. Yes, Bravissimo. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm not doing an ad, but one moment. Okay, so before I went to Bravissimo, I didn't know where my breast could be. And then I went me to the too, shop. Me too. She's yeah, reading off a card now. <laughs> Shush you. Um, and I didn't realise where they could be. And then I went into the shop and I was just like, wow, fuck you. Gravity. Well, I'm delighted to hear those. Keep your eyes up here, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard now you've talked about it. <laughs> Why are you called the Black Star Boys? Um, no, just because um, there's a black star um, in the Ghanaian flag, and that's where my um, parents come from. And then go for it. Man. Well, she's from Ghana, and I'm a boy. So, so that was the compromise, the Black Star Boys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like a Star of David reference. We floated that and then thought it was a bit of a reach, but apparently you made the reach, so... <laughs> well, I shop at Revisimo. Yeah. So, <laughs> keeping us on the straight and narrow, the very straight but never narrow, Ned Sedgwick in Pennant's Corner! Yeah. <laughs> and blessed with a musical talent that makes me think there's a portrait of a turn-deaf man from Stoke-on-Trent in his attic, it's Sammo Wolf! Uh, Ned, have you had any global experiences this week? I have. I've got a French friend, and I was talking to him about France and how interesting, what a fascinating country it was. <laughs> and I was saying, like, oh, somewhere I really loved is I went down to Marseille. And he basically spat his wine out. He was drinking wine at the time. I'm not just making aspersions. <laughs> and I, he was like, if you paid me one million euros, I would never go to Marseille. Oh, wow. Wow. And I was like, whoa, okay. Wow. You know, I know it's quite... You know. What about if I paid you a so million and one euros? Yes. <laughs> so wow, and he's that's... like, it would be like if you wanted to go to Liverpool. And I was like... I do you want to go to Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like if you wanted to go to Liverpool. Yeah, it's like, all right. Is Marseille the Liverpool of France? Oh, I know. I think he was just trying to think of an example and realised there wasn't one. But actually, it reminded me that I've got an Italian friend from Milan who says the same thing about Naples. He says, like, never. Wow. So, yeah. Where would we be without a scores jingle to punctuate the rounds of this audio quiz? We'd still be here, but it would be less fun. Make it more fun for us, Samuel Wolf. <laughs> So today I've prepared an Algerian folk song called the Moorish song, or uh, Mac Gazelle, uh, not to be confused with apparently a very popular Algerian pop song. It goes like this. 
Come, come, my beloved. Ah, come to my sighing. So uh, I'm going to sing the first half of that. First, I sing this bit. Net, what are the scores? Please. <laughs> Love it. So sinister. Yeah. <laughs> First up is our themed round, and this week there will be minus points for any end of the pier or 1970s jokes made by any of the teams because the theme is in-laws. <laughs> All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with a correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered. Fingers on buzzers. When an Igbo woman gives birth, her mother-in-law often comes to live with them to help with childcare. <coughs> But why does she serve the new mother incredibly spicy food? The Black Star Boys. I feel like it's like a dirty protest. So what happens <laughs> is, she's like, yes, I've got you in the family now. My son has you now, so I'm going to cover you in feces and no one else can touch you. Is, it, is, it, is that uh, what they're going for? I just thought it was so that the mum's breast milk has a bit of kick. Oh, yeah. all that, yeah. all that. <laughs> so in order to induce diarrhoea so nobody else will want to be with the new mother in a way that sort of... I mean, because I think most breastfeeding new mothers probably aren't out on the lash trying to pull. <laughs> anyway. That's, why you, have the, that's why you have the mother-in-law to help with childcare so that she can... Uh, so she doesn't have that <laughs> cock-blocking baby in the bars with her. <laughs> I find it hard to believe you just said cock-blocking baby. <laughs> make a t-shirt, guys. Someone so, make the yeah. t-shirt. Sorry, your majesty. I'm, I'm very glad this is being recorded so I can prove that you did. So, Renettos, do you have an answer to this question? I know only about mothers-in-law from Everybody Loves Raymond, so it's going to be like a <laughs> like a power play. So I guess each time they do it, it's like it's a metaphor. So if the curry gives her the shits, it's a metaphor for like you're going to give me the shits. If it's like a nice mild curry, they're like we're going to get along. I assume it's metaphor through cooking. An aggressive, aggressive mother-in-law cooking metaphor. metaphor. Well, okay. everyone I know who's breastfed has told me that they have to avoid really spicy curries because it comes out in the breast milk and it, it, the babies don't like it. That's what I've heard. So maybe it is trying to wean the baby super quickly Ooh. so the mum can go out on the lash again. Yay. Are we allowed to say the same thing? Do we get double points? Hey, points yeah. guy, points guy. It's kind of the opposite thing. One is I want to get them to shit themselves so they can't go on the lash and one oh. is I want them to get rid of that cock-blocking baby so they can get on the lash. <laughs> yeah. No, so, so, so Sephardi woman, you serve spicy foods to help with. I just, I just need to say that I feel like everyone here has misunderstood the tone of our charming tea time show. <laughs> to be no... Alex might actually have an answer there, but he's too nervous to... to... No, the answer is it helps with lactating. Oh. No? Ooh. Oh, it speeds Spicy. up the metabolism, which is good for breastfeeding. I, uh, for okay. lactating. Well, I think it's, yeah, it's, a, yeah, we want to say it's that supposedly too. helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel and like that's right. right. It's well, still you, a metaphor. You can't be like, yeah, your yeah, answer sounds right, we're taking it. Well, Colonisation. Like... Have you not met Britain? Uh, hive mind. When an Igbo woman gives birth, her mother-in-law helps with childcare and serves incredibly spicy food. Why? Out of spite. Out of spite? <laughs> Out of spite. Spicy spite. Right, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So you can tell how much spice the baby likes. It's the most important question for your new baby. How much spice do you like? How, yeah, because the baby might want to go to Nando's. And we yeah. Need to know, is it going to be that? Do I have a lemon in her baby or a hot baby? Lemon and her baby. Perry, Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, help them kick the baby weight. So good. So it's like a Victoria Beckham personal trainer situation. Does that work? So you eat spicy food and then you lose weight? Spicy food does speed up the metabolism, but... Depends, I suppose, where you get the spice from, isn't it? Hive mind, if you think it's just plain old spite, Buzz now, if you think it's to find out how much spice this baby likes, Buzz now, uh, if you think it's to kick the baby weight, Buzz now, in fact, apparently it helps circulation and particularly it helps stimulate breastfeeding. So the Black Star Boys score! Yay! Yay! Question two. What is the mother of the groom in charge of weighing at a Javanese wedding? I think they would have to weigh every single guest because there's some like superstition of if you've reached this exact number of weight of all the guests, you're going to have a happy marriage. Mm. So every so guest that comes in, the mother weighs them. And sends out people. Uh, that who would are be not my right absolute way. nightmare wedding. <laughs> if I had to go in and they'd like, step on the scales. But like, I couldn't go. I just wouldn't go to weddings. I'd just be like, please, fuck off. <laughs> it's like when you get an elevator and it says, like, maximum yeah. load this. And you're like, Ooh, you put one toe in and everyone's like, Ooh. and then you're like, Whew. and then as you breathe out, it goes, <laughs> I think it's to weigh the dowry. But that's only if your dowry is like, Heavy good stuff like gold, not, not just chef. heavy, yeah, like, white goods like fridges and like stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like sandbags. Although maybe you need sandbags over there. I don't know. I don't know. The black star boys. The yeah, I think it massively depends on where Java is, uh, <laughs> and so maybe in a computer. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought at a Javanese wedding, you weigh all of the coffee. Yeah. That's literally all you know about Java. <laughs> it's like, like cover Java. Um, Maybe it's people's handbags, just because whenever I go to weddings, it feels like the nicest places I've ever been to. So mm-hmm. I feel like if I can take something, I'm going to take it. <laughs> it's, she weighs your handbag all the way up to check you haven't nicked the silver. Yeah. Pretty much. I think she weighs the bride to make sure that it's one person instead of two people stacked on top of each other in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, or she might be pregnant in case she's pregnant, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Uh, hive mind. What is the mother of the groom in charge of weighing at a Javanese wedding? The gifts, so the, make sure the boxes aren't empty. The gifts. Oh. oh. So the gifts to make sure the boxes aren't empty so you can't just turn up with an empty rat box. Yeah. We're painting her as a very mistrusting character. Yeah. Or painting Javanese as an extremely sneaky... Yeah. Country? <laughs> then with Global Pillages, we're here to celebrate the differences in cultures. What we tend not to do is call countries sneaky. I don't... And it's just... Is it a country? No, it is an it's, island. Oh, okay. It's a an sneaky island of, island of Indonesia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's an island it's, of Indonesia, as far as I know. Can we call archipelagos sneaky in general, or is it just... Uh, so, gifts... What was the other thing? The groom. The groom. Ooh. <laughs> I said she weighs the bride you said she weighs the groom gifts the groom anything else the cake Ooh. the bride's jewellery or clothes to make sure they're heavy enough for the burden of marriage oh, oh. bride's jewellery or clothes to make sure they're heavy enough for the burden of marriage are you Javanese <laughs> or are you just in a very bad marriage it's like <laughs> the burden of marriage you're in the middle of a tricky divorce right yeah. okay in that case is it the gifts Buzz now 
If you think it's the groom, buzz now. If you think it's the cake, buzz now. If you think it's the bride's jewellery and dress to make sure she's prepared for the burden of marriage, buzz now. Yeah, it does sound like the most credible answer. But in fact, it's the combined weight of the bride and groom. Do you know why this is? It is to make sure that the groom isn't lighter than the bride. Oh. Great. Wait. Mark it up. Wait. Okay. It is as bad as it sounds. <laughs> um, I mean, I think originally it was to make sure the groom was healthy. Javanese weddings, look them up because the kind of traditions around it are absolutely extraordinary. At the end of a wedding, the bride's family put down a black cockerel to symbolise the woman going off into the world on her own. I was like, why? <laughs> like, why? And there's no answer. This is not funny, so... (laughs) Well, let's get on to something else that's not funny. Question three. (laughs) After marrying your Korean sweetheart, your new mother-in-law may give you two traditional wedding ducks carved out of wood. What should you do with these ducks if you argue with your spouse? Uh, Renetto's. Okay, so if you have an argument, say your first argument of your marriage, the ducks are symbolic and you should go to your log fire in the living room. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) And push your partner on it. (laughs) (laughs) You take one of the ducks, you throw him on and set fire to him, and then you like line up the other wooden duck as it's looking into the fire to force it to watch the other one to burn. Do, do you paint eyebrows on the second duck to make it look like it's like satisfied and angry? Like... No, the second duck has like a tear running down its cheek. Because oh. they mate for life, don't they? I, I think you uh, move out and get an apartment with the two ducks. <laughs> and they, they're allowed to visit the ducks on the weekend, but that's yeah. it. Very good. My roommate, freshman year of college, uh, his was name was... Duck. His name, yeah. <laughs> he was a wooden duck. <laughs> he was always moving around the place. But uh, no, he's a really, really lovely guy named Zhang Huan. And we stayed in touch because he took two years off to go do army service back in Korea. And he got married while he was there. And he called me once crying because his wife and he had had an argument. And when you have an argument, apparently, if your wife is like really, 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 really angry, a very like aggressive, passive aggressive thing that she does is turn the duck away from your bed or turn the duck away from like the other duck. So like he was like, my wife has turned her duck around. And I was like, what does that mean? So, so when, when you asked this question, I was like, Zhang Huan. So like I knew exactly. So turn the duck around. You turn the duck around. He came home two and a half hours later than he should have because he went to grab a drink with his friends. He was a guard at a train station. And he came home and she didn't even look at him. She went to the duck and turned the duck oh away. My God. And he That's was like, cold. she's pissed. So. I want some ducks. Yay! This sounds awesome. Yeah. I love this kind of passive I would, lo- I would love the thought that she just goes, I'm fine with you, but the duck is very upset. <laughs> I, said, I think it's fine if you go out and drink with your friends, but the duck is like, fuck this. Imagine if that was wrong. <laughs> yeah, that was. It's South Korea, right? Because if it's North Korea, you just whisper the crimes against the state into the duck. <laughs> Hive mind. Do you think that's something potentially that Alex has misunderstood or his friend has <laughs> just idios- possible. idiosyncratic to his friend? Uh, do you have any other theories? What should you do with these ducks if you argue with your spouse? You get the ducks to 
Oh, Role play so therapy. I love that. Man, if I am wrong, I'm going to look like such... I'll tell you, if you're wrong, Monica is going to turn all of her ducks away. Uh, so role play with the ducks. So you do like a little bit of therapy where one of the ducks says, I love you, really. And the other duck says, it makes me sad when you start drinking with your friends and you don't text me. I made dinner for you and you forgot me. And then it's just like sweet, you know, that kind of thing. And then I pick up one and throw it on the fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else? She gives one to her husband if she's angry with him. Like She, oh. she gives her duck away. If she's angry with him, she gives her duck to the husband. Yeah, like she separates the ducks. Duck separation. Okay. All right. Okay, so if you think it's duck separation, buzz now. If you think it's duck therapy role play, buzz now. I would back that because that's what it should be. In fact, Alex Edelman was correct. His, oh, uh, my God. His, his, roommate, his roommate came through, turned them to face away from each other. And it's the end of the round. Yeah. I would like some ducks. Ned, what are the scores, please? In joint second place is the Renettos and the Hive Mind with no points. <laughs> Silver medal, guys. And in first place is the Black Star Boys with 25 points. What? 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 Yeah. what? I'm not, I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to question it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. round is everyone's favourite round. Idioms! It's often hard to understand where idioms come from. For example, did you know that the expression play it by ear comes from the Victorian music hall sensation Alberto Cockelmantini, who could play the violin by balancing on the side of his head? Of course you didn't. I've just made it up. That's why Ned's here. What... <laughs> what is the meaning of this foreign phrase which we have literally translated into English? Fingers on buzzers. In Spain they say... The horse is a donkey. What do they mean? The horse is a donkey. The Blackstar boys. 
I feel like it's the horse isn't what you think it is. You think it's horse meat, but no, it's donkey meat inside. It's like Tadurkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, in your mind, Monica, the, the horse was, and the donkey were both dead. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's like a kinder surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrifying surprise. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Renettos? I think it's like it's a bad deal. Like you thought you were getting a horse well, and yeah. a donkey. Kind of like the car is a lemon, the horse is a donkey, wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Just every idiom ever listed. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> okay, hive mind. In Spain they say the horse is a donkey. What does it mean? Your horse is shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Your horse is shit. You? Your horse is so, shit. You? So in other words, your horse is a donkey. Yeah. Yeah. Donkeys are wonderful creatures. Yeah. Oh, here well, we go. <laughs> Did you know they mate for life? <laughs> do not get like her started on this. Uh, you're actually thinking of wooden ducks, my friend. <laughs> uh, so you your horse your is shit. Um, should you need an idiom for the times when you need to tell someone their horse is shit? Uh, anything else? You work too much. You work too much. Uh, mm. Anything else? You work too little. You work too little, covering Just the all your bases mm. there. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> oh wow your horse is amazing we've got donkey fans out there okay great alright is that it any more for any more uh, mutton dressed as lamb alright if you think it means your horse is shit buzz now you work too much buzz now you work too little buzz now your horse is great buzz now your mutton dressed as lamb buzz now in fact, it means someone is more talented than expected. Uh, Ned Sedgwick, please explain. Donkeys. donkeys can do a lot more than horses. Oh, my God, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you did, yeah, Sarah Benetta. That's it. Um, in, Kashmir, in Kashmir, they say, you ate a duck's ass. <laughs> why? 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 Uh, the Black Star Boys. It means you are a thorough and attentive lover. Hey! <laughs> 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 or terrible at being a vegetarian. <laughs> Renettos. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because I just want to state for the record that I made some mistakes. I shouldn't have done it. There was a lot of alcohol involved and I just hope that with therapy I can come back from this. Was the doc consenting? Has he I mean, called you? Yes, because I can't make this worse than it already is. <laughs> but also, I speak duck, so I knew that it was... Wow. <laughs> uh, Heidi, do you have anything better Any to say, by which I mean statements? anything? <laughs> yeah. I think it's like you've embarrassed yourself terribly, like you were distracted oh. and you were so distracted you didn't even know you were eating it. And so it's you did like, real bad. Yeah, you did. did real you bad. did. Everyone's greatest fear is to accidentally eat a duck's ass. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that. So you've done the most embarrassing thing possible. Okay. Eat a duck's ass. Mm. All right, hive mind. You got the short end of the stick. The wrong end. A wrong end of the stick. Well, it certainly the is the wrong end of the stick. The wrong end of the duck. duck. <laughs> <laughs> you've got bad breath. Oh. I feel like Are you a plum? I feel like you've got all the answers. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? You're a chatterbox. Chatterbox. Oh, you were talking girl. so much, a duck flew in your <laughs> mouth and you ate yeah. it. <laughs> Ask first. Just so you go with it. Could you just unpack that a little bit? Because they do have a spoon, so they... 
Oh wow! Right. You got, that's new knowledge. Ducks what, don't mate? have a sphincter, yeah. so they, they just go whenever they want. Right. Oh, so that's verbal so diarrhea. Yeah. You have verbal diarrhea. Wow. Do, do ducks have a cloaca? What's a cloaca? A cloaca is so a very multi-purpose. That's a what? That's what, Sam? A cloaca is an avian biology term. It's for birds that like uh, pee and shit out the same hole. Everything. Oh, and have yeah. sex. They've only got one hole for everything, yeah? yeah? Gosh. I try to bring cloacas up at every possible. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they're amazing. So, uh, hive mind, <laughs> if you think it's the wrong end of the stick, buzz now. Bzz. If you think it's bad breath, buzz now. And if you think it's chatterbox, buzz now. You are correct! High point of score! Yes! That sphincter knowledge came I in huge form. When, she, yeah. when she knew they had no sphincters, I knew she knew all things duck. <laughs> oh no, we all know it. That's fact 58 you find out about ducks. <laughs> in Afrikaans, they say, you've got a monkey up your sleeve. What do they mean? You've got a monkey up your sleeve. Renettos. I think it's like you're really muscly because it's like it's bulging, rippling muscles like there's a monkey under there. Mm, so you've sort of hidden a monkey up your sleeve to make yourself look like you've got guns. <laughs> or like they're like, oh, you got a monkey up your sleeve. You're like, no, I'm just, I've been working out. you got a monkey up your sleeve, you're just happy to see me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be that you're light-fingered. Like you go into a shop and you're like, wherever you are and your little monkey jumps out of your sleeve, steals something and sneaks it away back up your sleeve. Mm, kleptomaniac. Kleptomaniac monkey, yeah. Hello. Black Star Boys, what do you reckon? I think it means you've got information. Like when no one expects the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. It's I'm like bored. in America, we say you got an ace up your sleeve or you got a monkey up your sleeve. Like you've got mm. a surprise. You've got a secret, you've got a surprise. Hive mind. In Afrikaans, they say you've got a monkey up your sleeve. What do they mean? Trickster? Thief. Thief. I said that. Yeah, it could be quite yeah, racist. Yeah. It sounds like you're stealing the yeah. answer. What a you know monkey, monkey up the sleeve. In true thief fashion. Uh, anything else? You're hyperactive. Hyperactive. Yeah, it sounds like something you'd say to a kid, doesn't it? You're like, you've got a monkey up your sleeve. Uh, you muscly little kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you think it's a trickster, buzz now. If you think it means you're a thief, buzz now. Good. Or monkey up your sleeve means hyperactive, Buzz now. In f- it means you're mischievous. And it's the end of the round. <laughs> <laughs> round ends, so we sing. Let what others go. Please. In third place, with no points, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Renettos. <laughs> In second place, with 10 points, it's a hive mind. And in first place, with 30 points, it's a Black Star Boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next round is the team's round. A member of each team has come prepared, theoretically, with a question based on their cultural family background. For example, in Australia, there's a tradition that the middle child has to do all of the cooking, cleaning, washing up and ironing from the age of 10 to 19. Strangely, I can't seem to find very many other Australians who remember this tradition. But my mother promised me it was true and there was nothing she could do about it. So, the Black Star Boys, do you have a question for the Renettos? Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. In Judaism, why do you not pour backhanded? Alex, can you demonstrate backhanded. what pouring backhanded is? Okay, oh. so if you're listening at home, he's pouring backhanded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only complicated unless you think about it. 
Um, I've just had a call from the boss of the Jews. Um, yeah. Barbara! Barbara. Yeah, Barbara. She's real angry. I'll, yeah, no, no, I'll tell him. I'm tell- Well, actually, I'm Catholic. Yeah, better than him. Okay. Um, you're not a Jew anymore. She likes me more than you. Yeah. She heard the rumour that you poured backhanded, so you're out. Okay, what's the answer? Wait, I've got it. It's because then you're pouring your drink into someone else's cup. It's perceived as you're throwing it away. Okay. Oh, it's like using actual body language interpreting skills. Is anything the they've audience. said in any way close? <laughs> no. Oh. So you I have one more shot. There's so little I know, and I'm scared that anything I guess is going to come off really offensive. No, <laughs> no, no. He's, he's banking You have on a card, Blanche. You have a Jew card you can play. <laughs> <laughs> when do they start giving these out? You can't just give out Jew cards. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. It lets the devil in? It lets the devil in, is that right? No, it's got to do with something called the Velus. It's specifically reserved for when people are in mourning. It's not quite bad luck, but it is bad taste to pour backhanded for someone who's not in the seven-day mourning period for uh, uh, a deceased relative. Renettos, do you have a question for the hive mind? I, I've, I, I googled one. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does the phrase mean, this is Australian, if you say you're playing for sheep stations? <laughs> You're playing for ships. Boo. The answer there was you want to go to New Zealand. <laughs> Anything else? People think that we have a rivalry with New yeah, Zealand we just because really we're Aussie. But we don't. It's like we just know we're better. Like, why would we be rivals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly your government's foreign policy is. Uh, yeah, and certainly you wouldn't want uh, New Zealand's prime minister currently, would you? That would be awful that for be any really country sad. to have Jacinda Ardern with all her compassion. Yeah. Jacinda Ardern, I heard a rumour that she took her two wooden ducks and faced them away from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so. Let's not judge people based on their country's foreign policy and leadership. Come on. <laughs> you know what? There's no one on this panel who's immune from that. Right <laughs> uh, anything else I'd find? Means you're being a conformist. Are any of those answers right, yes or no? Uh, No. No, you know what it feels like to be us. (laughs) One more shot. Playing for peanuts, is that correct? No. What is it? Uh, Used either seriously or ironically to describe something as a big deal or make it not seem so important. Or is that? That's Uh, not playing for peanuts. Yeah, ironic. Yeah, that's playing for peanuts. peanuts. Yeah, I yeah. apologize. ironically to go, oh, it's such a big deal. Oh, I we're just play- wanted to feel so right. <laughs> so it's basically like, oh, we're playing for sheep stations then because we're playing for Fiverr or something like that. So you're playing for peanuts. He's correct. The high five scores. <laughs> All right. Hi- Hi- Heidi, any- did you think that they actually meant playing for peanuts? And they're like- yeah, I was like, oh, I don't think you can get peanuts in a deal. <laughs> <laughs> sheep, not peanuts. Uh, so hive mind. Does anyone in the hive mind have a question for the Black Star Boys? Uh, could you just say your name and where you're from? Georgia from Milan. Ah. Oh, do you ever wow. go to Naples? I have been to Naples, yes, and I went last month. Oh. oh. You couldn't pay me a million euros <laughs> to go to Naples. <laughs> what, what, about, what about Sicily? Was you paid a million euros to go there? Would you, well, <laughs> I would pay them in the cacciotta. Type of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good joke. A good, that joke good joke. Such an Italian joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start using that yeah, from yeah. now on. Oh, I'll pay you in good cut. I'll pay you in good cut. There might be a barrier to using that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what is your question for the Black Star Boys? So I have a Milano-specific question oh. for you. Oh. It's about Kachasa. So when a Milanese person says, I feel ill, what do they mean? Uh, I feel that they Ill. are Luciano Pavarotti. <laughs> um, is it like ill, like, you know, mm. like sick, so they yeah. feel really great? Is it like slangy? Is it other pertaining to local politics? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> is anything they've said right? Yeah, Monica was pretty close. <gasps> Monica's pretty close. Ooh. Okay, Monica, hone that answer. Okay, cool. So, slang. Um, sick equals good from the youth. Um, <laughs> so, I feel ill means I'm so overwhelmed with awesomeness, I feel like I might throw up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, she's laughing at me. I've had this before, don't worry. <laughs> so, if, if, if I was speaking Italian, I'd just say... I feel ill now because I was laughing so hard. Oh. So that's what oh. Can you say it in Italian for us, please? Ma sto male. Oh. Sto male. I have two, please. Uh, and it's the end of the round. <laughs> I feel ill because I'm happy. Let what others go. Please. Brunettos are in third place with, <laughs> with no points. Oh, come on! Let's give them really some. The Hive Mind are in second place with 25 points. <laughs> the Black Star Boys are in first place with 35 points. Oh. So it's everything to play for. Oh, they're coming. Next, it's the It's a Sign round. Everybody is marching these days, and some protesters come home to see the hilarious slogans on their signs all over Facebook and Instagram. For example, I did like the sign I saw when Donald Trump visited the UK recently, which read, All in all, you're just another prick with no wall. <laughs> Teams would like you to make some shareworthy signs, and Ned will award points for his favourites. And the theme is... Against the burning of the rainforests. Samo, take it away. Against the burning of the rainforests. Save the rainforests. And that's time! Thank you very much, Samo. The Black Star Boys, do you have anything? Yes. We have a says, Let the bush grow. Those who burn treeses get horrific diseases. <laughs> Very nice. The Renettos. Right, we've gone for. I regret making this sign out of cardboard. Very good. And Hive Mind, do you have anything? Nice. Don't burn forests, not forests. Oh. Okay, and just, just to be clear, Global Pillage is not inciting violence against the Prime Minister of this country. <laughs> Can no. members of Global Pillage incite violence against no. members? Of, okay. No, just no, checking. No. That's just a, it's an amusing pun, and if you were still tuned in from the Home Office. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you for still listening. Yeah. <laughs> Very well done for sticking with us. Um, anybody else? Save a tree, burn a duck. <laughs> well, I love it. <laughs> Save a tree, burn a duck. Anything else? <laughs> Leave my bush alone. Leave my bush alone. That's just a rule for life. Um, <laughs> all right, so while Ned is awarding a points for creativity across the teams, it's time for our final round, the quickfire round. <laughs> Which Academy Award-winning musical was known in Japan as Shrine Maiden? Black Star Boys. 
Sound of Music? No. Annie, Shrine Maiden, that little bitch. <laughs> no, Hive Mind? Oh. oh, no, you go. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No, it's actually My Fair Lady. Oh, oh, of course it would be. In England, we say between a rock and a hard place. In Italy, they say between an anvil and a... Cacciotti. <laughs> Did I get it right? Hammer. Uh, yes, Hammer is correct. Ah, ah! It's a Judas Priest song. <laughs> Which Western European city's name originally meant place of fear? Oh, the British Empire. No. <laughs> it's a city. Oh, sugar. It's oh. a city, so go with that. City? Uh, 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 London. Yes, London uh, is correct. Oh, oh wow. What is the only country which geographically is made up of territory in both Asia and Africa? Um, Egypt or Israel for four days in 1973. Uh, e- e- Egypt is correct, and I'm not getting into the Israel situation because it's a speed round. What is the British English name for the vegetable known in the United States as rutabaga? Pickle. Lettuce. Is it a turnip? No. A swede. A swede is correct. Oh! We got one. We got one. We got Which one. weighs more, a pound of gold or a pound of lead? Trick question. It's both or neither or lead gold. No, it's a pound of lead because gold is measured in troy weight and a troy pound is less than a regular pound. Double trick. (laughs) Finish this line of the Egyptian national anthem. Oh, my homeland, be forever free, safe from every... Safe from every enemy. Enemy is correct, foe. Be it out. Finish this joke about Americans. A Texan visits an Israeli farmer. (laughs) Um, this is my grandfather's favorite joke. And starts oh. boasting about the size of his property. Uh, the Texan says, I can get in my car at sunrise, start driving, and by sundown, I still won't have reached the end of my land. In exactly that voice. The Israeli farmer replies, What's a car? What's a car? No. No, he would, but close. He would go, I used to have a car like that. Yes, it's that's a funny, funny joke. It's yeah. a funny joke, and we all know how funny it is by the fact that we all have to say, it's really funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like my audiences to do at the yeah, end of my Acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're out of time and it's the end of the show. Let's see how we did. Oops. Let what others goes, please. In third place, with a much improved 15 points, are the Renettos. <laughs> In second place with a not very improved score is the Hive Mind with 30 points. And in first place with 45 points, it's Black Star Boys. Wow! The Jews and Blacks are getting back. Big round of applause for the Black Star Boys! Also, the... The que- I will say that I felt very lucky that the questions in the speed are largely favored the troubled region that I've spent most of my life <laughs> sure, in. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So it's a monkey up your sleeve to our winners, but argumentative wooden ducks to our losers. And I'll leave you on this thought from Turkey. Measure a thousand times, but cut once. Very deep. But it also explains why it took that carpenter six weeks to put up my shelves. <laughs> Please give it up for Heidi Reagan! <laughs> Sarah Bonetto! Settleman, Monica Gaga, Ned says we're the penance corner, Samuel Wolf on keys, you the high find, I've been Democrats as white tonight. Woo! Woo! Woo!
You have been listening to Global Village, hosted and created by Deborah Francis White. The questions were set by Ned Sedgwick. The music was by Sam O'Wolf. The Global Village theme was written by Mark Lodge. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp. The producer for the Spontaneity Shop was Tom Sedinsky. Thanks to Zoe, Sally, and everyone at King's Place. For more information about this and other episodes, visit globalpillage.net. as they clap more tensely. Oh, wow. Like, that, was, that was the tightest, most resentful clap. Yeah. <laughs> I love a panel show where the audience slowly turns against you over the course of the game. Uh, it's designed that way. Yeah. Um, I really need to win this. I've got nothing else in my life. <laughs> you've, got that, you've got that sweet, sweet sponsorship money from, bra, from the bra store, yeah. though. Yeah. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.